Kobe Bryant said the mama mentality isn't about seeking a result. It's about the journey and the approach. It's a way of life. In this episode, I discuss how we can all begin to adopt the mama mentality in both our professional and personal lives. It's my way of honoring a legend. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this. How do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Rev, and today I want to talk about raising your standard. See, I originally had another topic for today, but I changed it at the last minute. I, like many of you, were shocked to hear about the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe and his beautiful 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and seven others died in a helicopter crash on Sunday. Many of you know that I'm a huge basketball fan, so I got, you know, I'd be lying if I tell you that it just didn't shock my world. My Sunday afternoon quickly went to hell when my son called and, and told me about the news. Um, and after watching the news for just end what felt like endless hours, I, I told myself I needed a distraction, and so I went to Home Depot. And it was during my trip to Home Depot that I was thinking about the standard that Kobe set. And when I got home, I started watching or re-watching many highlight videos of Kobe's career and then next thing I know, I was consumed in like this endless stories about Kobe's life. I just, you know, became like hours for just clicked by. And next thing I know, it's like almost like midnight. Um, and this was last night, right? This is when it happened. So uh, I'm actually recording this. It's, it's early Monday morning. Um, I couldn't sleep. I kept thinking about a lot of things. And uh, especially like just, you know, back to when our kids were little. And when my son was a little boy. He idolized Kobe. I mean, like really idolized Kobe. And I found a picture of him with a, a Kobe jersey on. God, he might have been like seven or eight years old. And it almost brought tears to my eyes. And um, like many of the young men that I had the privilege of coaching over the years, he was a man that we all adored on TV. He was a formidable figure who was beloved by so many. And in a lot of ways, uh, was, a, was more of a larger-than-life hero for kids across the globe. And my heart just goes out to his wife and their other children. So this podcast is not about his many basketball achievements. I'm going to trust that you can Google that or that you know about many of those. Instead, I want to talk about his approach to both basketball and life. Um, he referred to it as the Mamba mentality. And the Mamba mentality, I don't know if many of you know this, but it actually started as just a, a hashtag that came to him one day. And it's grown into something athletes and even non-athletes embrace as a mindset. And in during one of his interviews, and I've just you know, randomly made a bunch of notes uh, during last night when I was uh, watching a lot of his interviews, and, and I caught this one definition that uh, Kobe described, the, manda, the mamba mentality, easy for me to say this morning, the mamba mentality isn't about seeking a result. It's about the journey and the approach. It's a way of life. And that was like, wow, it hit me. 
So I want to unpack this further, and and I want to and I want to share a message with you that I that I hope will resonate, and I hope you'll share with others because I think it's really important. So let me start with his work ethic. See, Kobe's work ethic was legendary, and for me to say that, I think that's an understatement. Right, his preparation was unmatched. He passionately approached both the mental uh, aspect of the game as well as the physical aspect of the game with an incredible amount of detail, right? If practice started at 7 a.m., Kobe's teammates would be the first to tell you that he was there at 5 a.m., right? When practice ended, he would routinely stay for a few more hours to really to, to, uh, to work on mastering his craft. And I remember watching last night uh, an interview with uh, Jay Williams, and uh, um, it was just an amazing to 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 hear him talk about it. Is that he was uh, playing the Lakers one time when when he was and he and he also had a great approach to to the game and and, and to preparation, and he made a conscious decision that he was going to get. To the you know they think the game was at maybe seven o'clock and he and he was like I'm gonna get to the game I'm gonna get to the the facility around three because I wanna I wanna make four hundred shots before I before I go in the sauna and kind of get ready for the game and so he thought like he was four hours early for the game and when he got to the game who did he see Kobe Bryant and guess what he was already like broken out in a huge sweat which tells you he was actually there for many hours and. And ironically, later that night, when the game happened, it was around 7 o'clock, um, Kobe actually torched Jay's team, I don't know, for something like 40 points or whatever. I forget the exact detail and number. And after the game, Jay went up to Kobe and and asked him about, like, you know, hey, I, you know, I don't, you know, Kobe, like, why were you in the gym for so long? Like, I don't get it. Like, I thought I was there earlier. You know, I forget the exact words he said. But what was most important was Kobe's response. He says, because I saw you come in and I didn't want you to know, I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, I'm willing to work harder than you. And I was like, bam, holy shit. Like that is just amazing. I mean, just like talk about a work ethic. Like he was driven to work harder than anybody. And then I picked up, like I, uh, I was watching his uh, number retirement ceremony. And he described his concept of a dream. And he described his dream as the work it took to get there. Like, I was like, and I remember like stopping the video and replaying it again. I wanted to understand like what he just said. And he went on and I'm going to quote this because I, because I, I, I wrote this down and I don't want to mess this up, but this is quoted from Kobe. It says, those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times you stay up late and you work hard. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired. You want to push your, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. I was like, holy mackerel. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Like I was just, you know, and I was like, Kobe defined the standard of what it took to become a champion. See, he loved what he did. And he often talked about that. Like he often talked about being so passionate about what you do and, and, and the desire to be the best at it. And by the way, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that mindset. There's nothing wrong with loving what you do and wanting to be the best at it. See, and the reason I'm emphasizing that so much 
is because earlier in Kobe's career, he took a lot of shit for that, right? There was a lot of people that actually kind of like, you know, a lot of reporters and stuff that said, oh, he's cocky and he was full of himself. And and that's a perfect example of what little people do. And I think last week I, I talked about filtering voices. And that's one of those voices I was talking about, right? That's one of those voices where, where the peep, there's little people out there, right, who, who, uh, who want to tear you down. They don't like when you're actually working hard to try to better yourself, right? And guess what? Kobe didn't care. He kept working anyway. And so it's it's amazing. Like if you listen, and I'm sure like the these ton of you're gonna hear about this all week. You're gonna hear about it for weeks to come. People you know, telling their story and 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 a lot of them are very emotional right now. Um, but you know, whether it's uh, you know, any of his teammates would tell you about how hard he worked in practice that how he wanted to annihilate people in practice. And that was his way of kind of like really mastering his job. And, and, and he used to say that the hours he put in were like his way of, of getting the edge. So he said most people would, you know, work out two hours or in the off season, you know, two hours a day. He goes, he goes, I would get up at four o'clock and work out from like five to seven. Then I would come home and recover. And I would go back and work out from like 10 to two. And then I would come home and recover. And I'd go back and work out from three to five. Then I would come home and recover. And then I'd go work back and work out from seven to nine. And then I would go to bed and do it all over again. And he says, it, he says, it didn't matter what others were doing the off season. Because if I knew, if I did that consistently, time and time again, over time, I was going to become light years ahead of other people. And wow, I was like, just think about that mindset. Just think about what that took to do that over the long haul, over the entire career. You know how hard that is? Well, let me now translate that mindset that, you know, now he, yes, Kobe was an elite athlete. And before you dismiss what I'm trying to say as he was putting him up on such a pedestal that he was, you know, somebody that you couldn't match, I want to tell you that he took that same passion and mindset that he applied to becoming the best at his job. And he applied that same passion and mindset to contribute life lessons to the next generation. See, it's not as widely discussed as his basketball accomplishments, but after he left basketball, Kobe formed uh, Granity Studios, and that was a award-winning multimedia company that was focused on new ways to tell stories about sports and all around sports, regardless of the sport. And Kobe had his love for storytelling and he wanted to use his passion for storytelling to awaken the imagination of young athletes and foster the emotional and mental development that would help them reach their full potential. One of his books, I think was the training camp, um, which actually I'm, I'm, I'm going to order on Amazon now, um, has been described by some as the Harry Potter meets the sports world. I mean, like, how intriguing is that? Like, that that's getting me to buy it, right? It actually hit the number one number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And I remember, like, listening to this interview that he did with CBS, and someone, one of the reporters asked him this question, and they said, Kobe, how do you want to be remembered 50 years from now? And you would think that his response would be something about basketball. And here's and here's what his response was, and I quote this again because it was just like mind-blowing. He says, I want to be remembered as a person 
that was able to create stories that inspired their children and families to bond together and for their children to dream. And then he went on to say, and then have the initiative to wake up every morning and do all they could to help that dream become a reality. You know, that'd be really, really cool. I was like, wow. Like Kobe raised the standard on and off the basketball court. Okay. And it's something that we all can learn a lot from. It's a, it's a, it's a role modeling at its finest. See, Kobe put his passion and work ethic to use by helping young kids in the community. He formed multiple foundations. I mean, just like I was amazed about the number of foundations he was responsible for creating to end with the whole sole purpose of promoting education and helping students seek financial aid and even supporting the families of uh, the men and women who are serving our country overseas. And when his helicopter crashed, Kobe and his daughter were traveling to the Mamba Sports Academy. Now, this was a 100,000-square-foot facility that Kobe created to help young athletes train, think, and recover in an elite environment. Gianna was expected to play a basketball game that day, and Kobe was expected to coach. Kobe died being a dad. And I think that's really important. So just this morning, I was uh, having my morning quiet time. And part of my ritual, and I talk about leadership rituals with you guys all the time. And part of my ritual is reading a book called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. And there was a quote that stopped me in my tracks this morning. It said, I'm, I'm much less interested in right circumstances than in the right responses to whatever comes your way. And I was like, wow, there it is again. And that's what made me just hop on this. Like I said, screw this. I'm going to go riff about this because I think this is really important. So let me read that again. I'm much less interested in right circumstances than in right responses to whatever comes your way. Tie that to the Mamba mentality. Kobe defined the mama mentality as not about seeking a result. He defined it about the journey and the approach. He's called it a way of life, a way of responding to the things that are in front of you. Hard work. Kobe was quoted saying, hard work outweighs talent every single time. Mama mentality is about doing more than the next guy and then trusting in the work that what you put in the, the, the trusting in the work you've put in when it's time to perform. Without studying preparation and practice, you're leaving the outcome to fate, and I don't do fate. So I got to ask you, are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to raise your standard when adversity hits? Kobe dealt with his fair share of adversity. I mean, you he wasn't far from perfect. He was human, right? The standard he created was his response right? He used adversity to fuel his momentum, to fuel his desire, to fuel his discipline, to, f- to push him to work that much harder to overcome his challenges and setbacks and to ultimately become one of the best. What if we all did the same? What if we all used adversity as fuel? What if we all acted a little bit more like Kobe? Kobe made a practice of asking 
a ton of questions. I mean, I was like just blown away by this because I always talk in my leadership workshops about the value of asking the right questions and how leaders ask more questions than they provide answers. And that's the art of leadership. Kobe made it a practice of asking a lot of questions when he wanted to learn something. He was fearless in that pursuit of asking questions. He would pick up the phone and call whoever he needed to, to learn. He would study Michael Jordan and try to emulate him in, the, in, in his craft. After basketball, he would study other successful business people, asking them question after question, right? In many interviews I watched in the last 24 hours, I heard him say at least 100 times, that if you don't understand something, sit down with the ones you admire and ask them how they do it. Study what they do. So I was like, what if instead of bitching and complaining, all the bitching and complaining that we do, what if instead we responded by raising our standard? If Kobe was here today, he would be the first to tell you that the Mamba mentality is a mindset that extends way beyond sports. Simply stated, the Mamba mentality is a constant quest to try to be better today than you were yesterday. Now that is a standard worth adopting. Rest in peace, Mamba. I, like many of you, are going to miss you. All right, I have to run. I hope you have a great week, and I want you to remember you always have a choice. Don't worry about where you are, what you've done, and what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You have an opportunity, starting today, to consciously raise your standard. I encourage you to learn more about the Mamba mentality. Study it like I'm about to do. Call me, right? Let's compare notes, and let's ask each other questions. Together, let's raise our standard. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.